Discologist is brought to you in part by and is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Osiris helps create deeper connections for music fans by creating and curating music and culture podcasts and experiences. To check out all of our great shows, check out OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Now let's get on with the show. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of the Hello there, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discoveries. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and got a great show for you today. Uh, and it's a great show because of the artists we're going to be talking about, Future Birds. Big time, big time fans of the band, long time fans of the band. In fact, uh, we have uh, some some personal connections in the band now, some friends of ours. Uh, are on the pedal steel, but uh, but they're putting out a new album. Came out yesterday, actually, called Teamwork. It is fantastic. If you haven't heard it yet, just stop listening to this now. Go listen to Teamwork and come back. Uh, these guys are they they kill it in every show. This is some of the best live rock and roll you can see. They are multi genre. Uh, multi-instrumentalists there uh, they're just the best man uh so joining me right now to talk about them is mr eduardo noons i can't remember were you in the room when they called us on our shit i absolutely was um i was not on mic but i was i was there and it was it was glorious yeah, so they uh they for for long time listeners they would know that we reviewed hotel parties i thought it was a good review uh, or whatnot, and then they showed up and basically told us how wrong we were about everything and ate our food and drink our beer. And it was fantastic, though. And they went on that night to play a fucking killer show at Black Cat. So this is kind of the bane of my existence, which is that I keep not being able to see them because when they play here, it's my, it's my ten, it was my 10-year high school uh, reunion, and then or 20-year, um, and then 10-year. Who the fuck do I think I am? Um, so, and then I'm trying to think they've, they've played here several times when I've been out of town. They played at least once when I was recovering from, uh, liver resection surgery. So I'm eager to see them when they tour this, I hope, because, you know, part of it too is like hotel parties was, was a sneaky good album. I think when we listened to it, I hadn't spent enough time with it yet. And so when we reviewed it, it wasn't until frankly, several months later that I was kind of having... Uh, a complicated evening alone by myself in my basement. And suddenly I was like, this is it. I'm in the hotel party zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something I want to talk about with this latest album, Teamwork. Uh, you know, this is now their fourth proper album. They've got a bunch of EPs. One of them has a uh, spectacular uh, version of Vic Chestnut's Dodge on it. Yes. That I just listened to today. And if you don't know Vic Chestnut, shame on you. Shame on us for never have done any an episode on Vic Chestnut. Yeah. But, sh- I mean, Vic Chestnut is is the God's honest truth and sadly left us a, not, a couple years ago. Uh, damn, has it already been like five or six? 
I think so. Uh, on around Christmas. Uh, but his catalog still exists out there, and it's fantastic. But uh, these guys are from Athens, Georgia. They've spread out a little bit in the meantime. Uh, I think some of them are in Nashville now. And they have uh, picked up a, uh, a good friend of mine, actually, uh, Kiffy Myers on Pedal Steel. Hmm. Uh, he used to be in, uh, in the band Roadkill Ghost Choir. Athens has a little scene again, you see. <laughs> and they all get to, And also, if you're a Pedal Steel player, man, you're going to be in demand. Let's just, let's just yeah. make that clear, <laughs> kids. If you're picking up instruments, you need to uh, you need to go with the pedal steel. Uh, but at any rate, they they've been building uh, this catalog of fantastic low key albums, to my mind, uh, while delivering these stellar shows all over uh, the country. And I, I know people like to classify them as a jam band, but I think one listen to some stuff off of this album, and you realize that they, yes, may be have some of that in their DNA, but they are they are just on top of their game as, like, honestly, pop just masters, I think. Uh, I, I want to start off playing a track from this. This was the first single on this, and this is, sort of gives you a good idea what they're, what they're going for. I think uh, Thomas is the one singing. There's three members in this band who, who sing and write songs. is Thomas Johnson, Carter King, and uh, Daniel Womack. And he, these guys are the guys that drive it. And then... Uh, John Lundick on drums and Brendan Miles. But this is the first single off of Teamwork. Here you go with a little bit of my bird run. I think 12 slices, Eduardo, of these sort of perfect good times that you want to be a part of on this album. And I think I finally cracked the code for Future Birds is that they uh, over there. I can't name except for uh, You're Not Dead, a song that is necessarily like just this huge mm. iconic song. 
that uh, anybody listening, I was actually just talking to Thomas mm-hmm. about this when they were here in Milwaukee. Uh, if you are making something for Netflix or Hulu or anything right now or a, a romantic comedy and you don't put You're Not Dead in your thing, you have failed. You have failed. It is, it is such a – it's just this like anthemic chord. It, it's perfect for all this. And they make music like this, uh, but they, you don't always need to get to that peak. And uh, what they've done is found this slightly elevated middle ground of within, I think, maybe a minute of a song. You're kind of lost in it, right? I think lost in it is is a really good descriptor. I think they've also really nailed um, how to, how to make uh, the tempo that they're comfortable in work for them and on this album there's a lot of um there's a lot of variety you know there's sort of songs that feel more uh kind of upbeat and and peppy um and there's still plenty and actually you know the way it opens with like crazy boys tripping um and then wandering minds which is slow but then my broken arm i had this moment of like wait am i not gonna feel like sad listening to this album because i want my because <laughs> if that's the case i want my future birds back um Right. But, but you know, my broken arm really um, is something that um, they've they've shown they can do really well, and it's just so satisfying. You know, you're listening to it and you're thinking like, "Come on, you cowards, modulate! You know, modulate upward." And uh, when they <laughs> right, right. when they finally do, it's so satisfying. It's fucking <laughs> you know? perfect. And it's just, it's um, just like, yeah, it yeah. it really is. It really is. Um, uh, and that, and I, you can see why that song is is kind of um, uh, should be featured and ought to be a lead single and, and could be used in, in any oh, number yeah. of ways. But but really, the way it should be used is by a person listening to it on their headphones, like shouting, you know, the money's no good, over and over again because yeah, yeah. it feels so. Yeah, it feels so right, and and that's something that they've they've tapped into. I think, you know, you think if you have like three songwriters, I mean, this is sort of calling back to like the days of drive-by truckers where you had isbell in the band so it was isbell yeah. patterson and cooley and they got their arguably their best work out of that and these guys have been, now been doing this for over 10 years with this lineup of people and um it it just you think it would be like an ego thing and uh people fighting all the time and and maybe there is some i doubt it behind the scenes but they figure out how to mesh all these different voices so that across this album the scope of this album you have different, uh, they have different modes for sure, and you can always know if it's going to be like a Thomas song, if it's going to be a Daniel song or a Carter song, and you can sort of tell some of that. But I think they mix it up enough uh, that it all gels into this whole thing, and that kind of fits the the name of the album, Teamwork. <laughs> after doing yeah. this for, I mean, they are they are absolute road dogs, and after touring for so long and playing so many shows they've started to take this all really seriously and have crafted this stuff uh, to be uh, to have many uses so if you're a fan of the band uh, you're, you're going to be like yes I, I recognize the sound and I like it but uh, if you are like in marketing for example and you're looking for a song that you need to fit your scene or so they're going to have that too I one of my favorite tracks on on this album is this is is this track called Trippin uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, Daniel Womack singing this song. This captures just such a um, a real vibe.
chose to have fun with it. And we'd be laughing like the devil on a rainy summer Sunday with the decent people shaking their heads. We didn't want to change the world. We could barely change the sheets of our bed. Maybe still are, but it once were a fuck up. But yes, <laughs> yes. yes. I, I, I'm always gonna be a sucker for that. Also, as a fan of country music, and I discuss this with them a little bit, you know, this we think of this. You know, we we thought maybe they're a jam band, maybe they're this and that. If you put this on country radio right now, this should fly to the top. This has everything. Yeah, everything country radio needs. Well, lyrically, it might be might be challenging for some FM well, listeners. Sure. It but it uses like four syllable <laughs> Right. It is. <laughs> no, I, I think um, to your to your original point, I think there's like there's just so much to be said for like not only admitting you were a fuck up once, but making peace with it. Like that is literal. That's yeah. the definition of adulthood. Is like owning your previous being a fuck upness and. Uh, yeah. And being able to talk about it. And so um, and then, there, you know, there's another thing that happens here, which is that I think there's a couple of moments where the, where there's there's lyrics that are almost like funny, like deliberately funny, you know, sort of mm-hmm. trying to be kind of clever. And so, you know, so the, the tripping all over myself plays into that. But there's a song later where they talk about, you know, kissing hands and shaking babies um, and there's just, there's right. just a couple of points along the way where like you're like wait a minute is Future Birds is are they telling a joke are they making me laugh right now because it's it's kind of a well, new look for them. It it is, but I I wonder if that's thrown out just by the sound of the band. Like you hear these harmonies and there's a lot of some minor key work, but but I think more uh, importantly the pedal steel in here. When you hear that sound, you automatically want to be a little sad. Yeah, and you want to feel it a little bit. But but I don't know that like a lot of their stuff. Uh, is uh, I mean a lot of their music, especially on this, is really a a hard look at uh, dysfunction that occurs within relationships. Yes, I know there've been a couple songs of hotel parties. It was about like just essentially being on the road and how you yeah. have that relationship. And, and and there's clearly some on this, uh, but yeah, they they seem to be a little lighter uh, this time out. I would I would agree with you on that. I mean they they it's almost like well what the fuck else are we gonna do? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, don't know, worry. There's still plenty of, you know, one song that I really like is it, like Killing Ground, yeah. I think is just an abs. Like I'm yeah. currently working on a playlist to capture my state of mind called I'm a fucking mess. And uh, <laughs> and the song, the is song, going on it? Yeah, and the song yeah. Killing Ground seems like a very likely candidate uh, to uh, be one of the first couple of songs on it. Uh,
Um, but, uh, but you know, it, 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 um, and that's, I think what, um, you know, I think when I think about hotel parties, it's sort of like the distance from a song like rodeo to like, to, um, slow talkers or yeah. for you or something like that. That's sort of like, you know, um, like, look, we can do, we can, we can pull it together. We can, we can drive this song. Or we can just give you something that sounds like that cosmic, lonely, sad country, bordering on, right. on kind of deadish right. at times, you know, very delicate songs yeah. that are on the verge of falling apart if they just slow it down a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And the nice thing about, about teamwork is just how well they weave all of those kind of moods together. And I feel like the album really tells the story of like, Here's here's what here's here's the music that lives between rodeo and for you. You know, here's how we can sort of draw the line from yep. one to the other. And I think in that in that sense, um, you know, even though I said hotel parties kind of became a sort of sneaky uh, favorite of mine, um, I'm I'm connecting with teamwork just kind of immediately. You know, and responding to it and really finding that it's just such a satisfying listen all the way through. But. Let's be clear that, you know, you liked the sad boy future birds. I did. And they get sad. They get sad here. Uh, they finished off the album on this, this album called Waiting on a Call. You tweeted out, I think this is right before you went into the hospital, about this was like making you feel some kind yeah, of... Yeah, it was just a song that I needed right then. Yeah. yeah, and and was was it what? So the song, um, let's play it. Yeah. Pretty blonde waiting on the other line. I'm so bad to convince her things will work out fine. She says your life's a risk. Sad Boys Unite. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that song, you know, um, has such a um, such a quiet and kind of gripping opening line with that image of the hot tub and, you know, the 
the meteor shower of the sky literally on fire yeah. or relationship going up in flame. And it's just straight up uh, a really sad song that's really well executed. And yeah. and it's about somebody dying. I don't know if it's from cancer yeah. or, or what's happening. but you And relationship, I think, was a, a key way to put that because it isn't. I, I, I don't get the sadness so much as from just the fact that they're dying and the fact that this this relationship is being lost. Yes, yes, I think that, that's and, exactly and, right. And, and, and like the, it ends in like destruction, a hot tub blowing up just like they knew it would. You know, yeah. it's 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 uh, it's one of their strongest songs I think they've ever written. It just it it it, it gets there. You know, there's uh, there's this like you know for people who don't. Uh, there's people who don't understand why people like sad music, right? And they don't understand that, like, in some way, sad music connects you to other people and it makes you feel um, uh, hopeful. And if you know how to write a sad song, you can you can kind of embed some seeds of hope in there. And they're sort of um, and they're sort of all over this song, you know, with uh, sometimes life's just sad. Keep uh, keep loving your heart. Um, keep those eyes ahead. But if you're doing a sad song well th the seeds of hope are also like doomed and you, and you know that they're not true right or you yeah. know that they're not really going to keep the darkness at bay or whatever and so i just think everything about the way they approach the song um from the way it, it kind of it kind of builds and gets bigger um to the production on it to just it's just it's just such a perfectly captured mood and it's literally a song that, like, it gets to, like, I would spend an afternoon with this song on repeat uh, without yeah. thinking twice. Yeah, yeah, because they don't come along uh, that often where they're, where this, and, and maybe it's just, like, stylistically what you and I like, um, you know, the more acoustic type stuff. I mean, I can think of, like, a Peter Gabriel song, like Here Comes the Flood, uh, uh, Patrick Watson. Mm, um, sure. You know, Here Comes the River, uh, songs like that, that that some lock into something uh and, and i think to your point that a lot of times that's necessary for uh to balance us out uh, if you're happy all the time people say you're manic uh, that's that's how that works <laughs> and 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 uh honestly i think some of us are envious of people that are happy all the time or uh i wonder are skeptical maybe they're burying a lot of shit <laughs> you know you don't you don't know but um but uh, but there is joy, I think, to be found in this. For me, that song, uh, personally, uh, weirdly, it's something I hadn't thought about in years. My aunt died of cancer, mm. and that's all I can think about now. Yeah, when I hear that song, and I, but I'm not sad about it. This was like 25 years ago, but it it it, it accurately pulled out of of all these weird, horrible feelings I felt, uh, and I'm able to look at them in, in, in a space where I can be like, they, they don't destroy me. They're just like, Oh, that's, that's part of life, man. Yeah. And, and you go on and it, it is a downer at the end of this album, but in the journey of life, I mean, at, at some point it's lights out. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's how it works. There is, there is yeah. no other ending. <laughs> yeah. There's no other ending. So, so in that sense, it makes sense. And, and you know, I, I won't even begin to call this a concept album, but it does, you know, track youth through that. Mm -hmm. And this is almost like a death of youth. You know, I, I, you don't know how old the characters are in this, but 
presuming they're like the age of of the writers and and you know especially at that age in the mid 30s losing somebody especially like that yeah uh, is devastating yeah no it's it's because I think you're right. I don't, you know, it's 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 a journey album. I don't know if it's a concept album, mm -hmm. but it's definitely an album that yeah. has a sense of uh, narrative and a structure that, um, when you get to the end of it, you feel like you've done something. You know, you haven't just just been sitting there passively receiving this music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it is. It provides a uh, a kind of that song particular in concert provides a kind of whiplash mm. to their body. Yeah. Uh, because because when they play all these songs now, these songs like you pointed out, they're happy, and they're fun, and they're doing all this stuff. And people were celebrating before because you're all like on on the more modeling stuff. There, you're celebrating because you're surrounded by modeling people. Right. Like you found your tribe right. and you're there. It's like, yeah. yeah. And 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 these aren't aren't necessarily that. Um. And uh. And then you get to that, and it just becomes this weird like what? Yeah. Like are we all gonna be sad? But but uh, but I'm happy to report. That it works, and it, and it becomes. Uh, I mean, this is easily the best set I saw last year mm. uh, from from anybody, and uh, and it was because it it connected. Uh, there were people there that I was with, even that uh, that had not seen Future Birds before, and were so stoked after that show that this band existed. Huh. And and so, if anything, I think that's. The teamwork, uh, for that reason alone, may be their finest achievement. It makes sense, you know. They make better stuff as you get older, uh, but I think it has. There's a real opportunity here uh, for them to bring in a, a crowd, a wide crowd, and a wide source of of different genres. You know, the jam band kids. I've talked to people who don't know who they are. And I'm like, how? How do you like? If you are a widespread Panic fan, how do you not know who Future Birds are? Yeah. I feel right. like I, I feel like they're playing they're playing a bill. It was at the Sweetwater Festival in Atlanta or something where they're mm -hmm. like they're on the same day as maybe Trey Band or something like that. Right. Um, they they certainly deserve. Um, you know, there's 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 been it's been really kind of interesting to um, to follow them over these last few records and and sort of see their confidence grow and and I you know there's something I remember them them saying um, in the basement when you asked them about kind of the impetus for being a band and um and i think they were basically like you know it was just about trying to figure out if we could like get back from tour and not have to get a job you know like do i have to get a job yeah. this summer or is this or is the band going to pay me right and then figuring out like oh we can make this work for us and then um and that's something i go back to a lot is like you know people tend people don't think about people assume that bands arrive like as ready-made concepts and they're going to go out and do something Right. And instead, it's people figuring shit out as they go. It's their careers. It's their livelihood. And it's them yeah. trying to to be successful at the only thing they know how to do. And so um, so just the overall vibe of the album, you know, the name, the, the fact that it just feels so thoroughly uh, baked uh, in more than one sense, probably, uh, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which makes me very happy, which I've. You know, it's it's a good it's a good album to get super high and listen to. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so it's just I don't know. I'm just I'm I, I think it's hopefully it's coming across. But like I I just am so like enthusiastic about what they've been able to pull together with this. It's so confident. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that that was one thing. And, and you know, I think I said this top. You know, that was what was hilarious about when they're at the basement. And it was great about when I caught up with them here in Milwaukee. 
is that they are so confident. Like they they know that what they're doing is fucking awesome. Yeah, good. They know. Good. They, they they there's no so the question becomes then why aren't other people paying attention? So we're here to say like people pay to fuck attention to this band, like because they are you just can't put on any of their records, never mind this, and not just feel good. At any rate, this album's fantastic. Uh, Future Birds, I think, would you agree, knocked it out of the park? Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break and come back, finish this out. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Eduardo. We will talk to you soon. And uh, be back in a few minutes. Future Birds teamwork is available everywhere you can buy fine records. I suggest you go out and do so now. More importantly, uh, not only should you see them when they come to your town, you should demand that, that they come to your town. Uh, you know, I, I've seen a lot of rock and roll in my day, and one thing I can tell you is consistently true. Every time I walk out of a Future Birds show, I think to myself, hell fucking yeah, that is the shit. That is why we love rock and roll. That's why we love live music. That's why we love bands. Uh, they are they're a phenomenal band, and uh, and Teamwork is a phenomenal album. So there you go. You might have uh, you might have heard us mention Vic Chestnut uh, when we were discussing Teamwork, and uh, maybe you know who he is, maybe you don't. Uh, but they Future Birds put out two EPs on the way to Teamwork, and one of them had a Vic Chestnut cover. It was of the song Dodge. Off the 1993 album Drunk, uh, Vic was a singer-songwriter from Athens, Georgia. He tragically was in a car accident in 1983, left him paralyzed uh, and confined to a wheelchair. But somehow he was able to uh, produce this astonishing, uh, quite frankly, body of work and is regarded as one of the best songwriters that has ever lived. Uh, the world is a, is a lot less without him now in it, uh, but what we got was a song like Dodge. So I wanted to sort of acquaint you guys with him, if you hadn't heard him, by playing his version of Dodge. You may know the Future Birds version, but this is, this is a little different, and it's, uh, it's powerful, and it's, um, maybe it'll make you cry, maybe make you laugh, uh, maybe it'll make you think about your place in the universe. That's what Vic Chestnut songs do to you, but... But we're going to play it now, and then you decide how this affects you. Here is Vic Chestnut uh, off the 1993 album Drunk, and the name of the song is Dodge. There's so many ghosts out there on these streets Always hate to ponder who's under Very, very 
Such a remarkable, remarkable song uh, from a remarkable artist is, uh, like I said, we are uh, less in the world without him in it, uh, so tragically. But luckily he left behind a, a massive, an ocean uh, of songs, of material uh, for you to dive into, whether you are new to this or whether you uh, just haven't revisited him in a long time. Uh, I suggest now is the time. Uh, it's all... Um, Every time you touch bass here, it's uh, it's it's well worth it, well well worth it. So, so we'll put a link in the show notes to to his like Wikipedia page, uh, some of his best albums and stuff. Maybe we'll put a little playlist up there for you to dig into because it's all it's all fucking great, guys. Uh, that is it for this episode of Discologist. If you like what you heard, you know what to do. Tell your friends. 
And you should also subscribe along with your friends. And uh, then they should tell their friends until we have like everybody is just subscribed to this podcast. Uh, if you want to interact with us, you're in luck. We're out on the socials. We're at, at Chunky Glasses on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I will tell you, like, so uh, we're more active on Twitter, uh, a little more active uh, for direct interactions. But if you want to see all the live stuff as it's happening from Mauricio Castro running our live team in D.C., follow the Instagram thing and you're going to see a fuck ton of live shots up there. And here, he's just getting rolling with 2020. I know Yola played at the 930 Club, so that's going to be coming up. Uh, coming up, speaking of that, on the next episode of Discologist, uh, Supergroup. You love them. You hate them. No, you love them. We all love Supergroups. Bonnie Light Horseman featuring Anais Mitchell, uh, our favorite Eric Johnson of Fruit Bats, and Josh Kaufman, who has his resume is too big for me to read right now, but we'll, we'll be sure to read it on, on the podcast. But that's coming up. That album is coming out next Friday, and, and it is it is wonderful. That's, that's all I can say. It is, it is absolutely wonderful. So we're going to be talking about that. And then uh, getting into the end of January and I think February, we're going to be talking about Destroyer has a new album coming out. We, uh, I've threatened to talk about Phil Collins, so we might be doing that. We might even be doing a podcast on AHA because that's what we do here. So, uh, so stay tuned in. Hopefully we'll find some, some way to entertain you. Okay? So we're going to get out of here. You can get out of here too now. Uh, stay safe out there. Be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. You and I weren't there to see the dawn. Side by side, we had love to carry on. And I still hear guitars in the Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>